Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Dr. Sarah Stewart, the owner of Cibolo Family Medicine. I started this practice in order to provide personalized care and treat patients like family. Enjoy same-day visits, no waiting, and personalized care. We have locations in Bernie and San Antonio. Join with a personal family or business plan. Visit CibeloFM.com to learn more and give us a call at 830-428-2500. We look forward to caring for you at Cibolo Family Medicine, CibeloFM.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. We begin to see ourselves from God's perspective. You can find us at GodandOurDogs.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Jay Pennington. Jay is a career software developer, including specialized solutions for business. More exciting, Jay is an actor. You can see him right now playing the bartender in Miranda Lambert's music video called If I Was a Cowboy. And starting on March the 8th, he plays one of Renee Zellweger's attorneys in the NBC series The Thing About Pam. Best of all, his dogs would introduce him as great friend who loves to play with me, but still has some rules. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Jay. We're so happy to have you as our guest. Well, thank you. I think you've covered it all. I think we can go home now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're, we're missing a big part about okay. the, the God and dog yes, part. Indeed. Yeah, yes, okay. indeed. Most important part. But, you know, it's pretty exciting to have a local celebrity. So thanks thank for you. being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, you have owned... Mm-hmm. German Shepherds for a good part of your life, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you end up with German Shepherds? It's kind of a surprising story. Well, actually, if, if I list my favorite animals, I, I say German Shepherds and then horses and then other dogs. Uh-huh. But I do feel like uh, German Shepherds are very special to me. In the, but when I was young, I had dogs, but they weren't German Shepherds. And my parents would tell me, oh, German Shepherds, they... They maul little children and things like that, so I was afraid of them. Very scary. And uh, actually in junior high, I was uh, at a friend's house, and their German shepherd came in the room, and I just froze, and the dog started barking at me, and they were like, he's never done that to anybody before. That's one thing I wanted to touch on uh, sometime in the talk is that dogs and other animals are sensitive to you. Your energy, as the dog whisperer would say, and communication is a great thing uh, once you realize you can communicate with your animals. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that now, because you have a very specific idea about training 
and the involvement of kids. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Training is very important as far as bonding with your with your dog. And people will say, oh, I sent my dog off to school or something to training. And it's such a loss because you should be taking the classes with your dog. You, you bond with your dog. Your dog uh, sees you as a leader. The dogs like to learn things. They like they do actually like jobs and rules and, uh, you know, taking through obedience class kind of thing. Uh, when I was, so when I was afraid of German Shepherds, we finally got one. I fell in love with them, but I didn't really understand about communication. So I was doing classes and I've, I didn't understand that, that you can have a almost a subliminal vibe with your animal, that they can communicate with you and you can have confidence in them. And it's just, it just uh, that's why I encourage if you have a family, younger kids and you've gotten a dog, have the child do the training with the dog. They get, they bond together much more so. And actually, if you have like your child does the obedience class and then all of a sudden you're doing agility, your child is doing agility with the dog. And I've seen that a lot. The child is learning a lot too. Besides just bonding with the mm-hmm. kid, the child is, is realizing the, the rules in the game and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just very beneficial all the way around. The cats don't want to do that though. Well, it was interesting. We did train our cat to come when we called them. So I guess there is a certain level of communication there, but they want to be communicated with in their own way. That was kind of a joke because (laughs) I have seen uh, uh, there was a gentleman from Russia that spent lots of time with the cats, and they were doing all kinds of circus tricks and things. So it really just it's down to how much time do you want to spend with your pet? Well, and that's truly what this show is all about. In your description of a child learning along with the, their dog and training the dog and the dog needing leadership and learning how to communicate, isn't that what our relationship with God is about? Mm-hmm. Uh, that God wants to spend time with us. He wants to train, quote unquote, with us. He wants us to pray. He wants us to read scripture, get to know him and get to to learn how to trust him. So that's exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. there. That was kind of a something we talked about. We Actually, my relationship to God uh, gets closer and closer the more I pray. Mm-hmm. And I find I'm, uh, these days I'm praying two, three times a day and uh, or even more. And rather than just going to church every Sunday and not thinking about God during the week, I feel a lot closer to him not just a memorized prayer, but talking about God is concerned with, he knows when a sparrow falls, he knows how many hairs are on your head. Uh, he wants to hear from you. And then right. I, and then there's a scripture that says, pray in the morning about what you need and then reflect on it in the evening about what he answered kind of thing. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about your dog, Emma, mm-hmm. who's with us right now. Mm-hmm. And because the stories you told me about Emma really reflect what you just talked about, Right. Uh, have you spent a lot of time with Emma? What yes. kinds of things have you done together? Uh, well, just, you know, the day-to-day things. And then we took obedience class. And then we took agility. We took barn hunt, which is a, a nose work job. We did, uh, what's the name of it? The one where you run and jump into the water as far as Oh, you dock can. diving. Dock diving. Yes. Dock diving. Mm-hmm. We've done all those kinds of things with Emma. And, and uh, she always, the more we worked with her, the more surprises we got as far as how intelligent she could be and then we were going to write a little children's book about the amazing Emma and we haven't done that yet but but that's in the plans but with Emma there's a the younger crowd won't uh, remember Helen Keller but uh, Helen Keller was as a child she lost her vision and her hearing and so she still hadn't developed yet as a child normally would and so she became almost kind of animalistic she hadn't she couldn't see she couldn't hear 
uh, just darkness kind of thing. And so Annie Sullivan was was the teacher. And so they call it the, the Helen Keller moment is when something you realize, and that was when she realized that she could communicate with hand signals mm-hmm. and she could start learning things and, and becoming civilized in a way because of communication. And so with Emma, I kept working so closely with her. And then I realized at one point that she got the realization that she could communicate with me back. Oh, really? That if she wanted something, she knew she could come to me and try to communicate of what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes she would do that. She'd come up right in my face and she'd want something. And I'd say, well, okay, show me, show me. And so she would take me to the archway of of that room. And when I got there, she'd go halfway into the other room. When I got there, she went to the archway of the of the next room, and she walked me to whatever she was wanting. And uh, just all kinds of communications like that. And sometimes it's like, okay, okay, but I'm watching TV right now. But anyway, she realized that she could, not just I could communicate with her and tell her what to do or whatever, but she could communicate with me, uh, which was something that, you know, if you leave your dog in the yard all the time, you're not going to have that kind of relationship. But what it makes me think about, too, is that you were willing to be perceptive and intuitive mm-hmm. and join her in that. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what God wants from us? Well, um, yes, to watch for him and be open to the answers that you might get during the day, like you're talking about no, earlier. It's, you know, if you go to church on Easter and Christmas and that's about it, you're not really communicating directly mm-hmm. with Jesus. And uh, the more you study the, the word or Bible study groups are outstanding. Uh, but uh, but for me, prayer is uh, just really key. And so I feel much closer to God doing all this than if I say I just kind of let the world take over during the week and maybe thought about God for an hour in the church. Bit. Well, Jay Pennington, before we um, talk more about your other dogs, we need to take a little bit of a break. I want to tell you and our listeners about one of our fabulous sponsors, which is uh, Cibolo Family Medicine. Cibolo Family Medicine provides quality care the same day. How convenient. I've been a patient ever since Dr. Stewart opened the Cibolo Family Medicine five years ago. When Cibolo Family Medicine says personalized care, they mean it. Whether in person, by phone, text, or email, Cibolo Family Medicine gives me the answers I need when I need them. Visit CibeloFM.com or give Cibolo Family Medicine a call at 830-428-2500. Cibolo Family Medicine can help you, your family, or business. CibeloFM.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Kendall County Abstract, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it's a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, godnardogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godnardogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. Hey, this is Cece Smith, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. I'm your host, Meg Greer, and we're here with our guest, Jay Pennington, software solutions designer and actor. Before the break, Jay told us about his special relationship with German Shepherds. 
which developed when he was a youth. And his special dog, Emma, who was quite a dog, or is quite a dog. She's still with us. I'd like to learn a little bit about Emma's daughter, Ella. We had decided, after a lot of debate, Emma should have a litter to experience that. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not always going to be a beautiful thing. She had six puppies, but they were all stillborn except for one. Oh, my goodness. And that was Ella. And uh, so we were going to just keep one dog. And so that was God kind of said, well, that's the one you're going to get. And we always, when we picked Emma from a litter, we were looking for the calmest dog. Some seemed intelligent, was very cuddly, uh, was not a barker, uh, would lick your face kind of thing. And so God gave us Ella, and Ella is none of those things. But Ella was, was just not affectionate, and she, was, she had an immediate skill for fetching, so she always wants to go chase something and bring it back. She, that's, that's her highest priority. That's amazing. Um, I've had labs that wouldn't do that. So. Uh, well, <laughs> Emma and we both trained both of them. On German Shepherds, you want to be careful about their backs and their legs mm-hmm. when they're on their first year. They always suggested get a soft Frisbee and roll it like it's like they're going to chase a rabbit or something. Oh, I Just see. Just throw it that okay. way so they're not jumping and landing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for both of them, that's their favorite sport. But what worked for me, being lazy, is that now when I throw the Frisbee, they'll both chase after it. If Emma gets at the mom, Ella will take it from her and bring it right to my feet and drop it. Now, Emma always would drop it about 10 feet away from me, and I'd have to do some exercise and mm-hmm. go get the Frisbee. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ella is great about that, so so that's worked out. But Ella was just not affectionate. So every, every night I was on the floor for the first year, playing with her and hugging on her and things like that. And she still doesn't lick faces, but now she's, she's very affectionate mm-hmm. in her own way. She loves me in her own ways. One thing that normally you would just tired of and you wouldn't want to do it, but... When I'm putting on my jeans in the morning, she'll come over and she'll grab the pant legs and try to twist them around and bite the pant legs. And, and so normally I would have said no, but since she was not affectionate before, I'm letting her do that because that's a sign of affection. So uh-huh. I have to do a good balancing act of getting the first leg in and then trying to get the other leg in without falling down. Well, isn't that interesting? You know, we always think that everything's the same, but it's really not, is it? Our dogs have different personalities. We have different personalities. Mm -hmm. God's created us to be different people, Mm -hmm. and he interacts with us according to how we're created. We all have our own spiritual gifts, Yeah, and we fit together Mm -hmm. as one. Something to be celebrated, to be different. Well, let's go back in time a little bit to your your earlier dog, Teddy. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Teddy. Mm -hmm. And and Teddy, we had German Shepherds, but Teddy was our first long-haired German Shepherd. And actually, when we purchased Teddy, the, the uh, breeder said, oh, well, uh, long-haired German Shepherds are healthier. Well, Teddy was the sweetest dog, but Teddy had bad hips. We had to do surgery on that. Teddy had uh, all kinds of issues, but was the sweetest dog. And we would take Teddy to a nursing home in Bernie once a month, and they would all come to the lobby to, to meet Teddy, and then we'd go to from room to room. And, and Teddy was, animals will sense, like there's a child or a, or, a, or a senior person or whatever. They'll sense those kinds of things. And so some of the people would really hug on to Teddy really hard or pat on him really, really hard because they didn't have control of their bodies and that. Right. But Teddy would understand that. And, and, uh, uh, and so but when Teddy was about seven years old, we found out that Teddy had uh, the degenerative myelopathia, or, or DM. And DM is the dog equivalent of Lou Gehrig's disease. And so it, as, as in Lou Gehrig's disease, you lose parts of your body. 
very slowly, and uh, but your brain is fine. And so with Teddy, uh, it started on the back legs, and we thought well, maybe it was a disc problem, but uh, then we found out it was DM, and it just kind of slowly worked up his body, and we were taking care of him. And because his brain was fine and because he was happy, it was very difficult to put him down. And so we were cleaning up after him. We were hand-feeding him. His brain was fine. He was a happy dog. It was like, okay, well, next week we'll put him down. Well, we couldn't do it. And next week we'll put him down. We could just couldn't do it. So finally, when his brain, he decided it was time, uh, and that's when we had put him down. But DM is something that you can test for. It's a saliva test, and you could do a saliva test on a dog. You can tell if that dog has the genetics for DM or is a carrier for DM. And so that's one of the things I'd like to get across on here is maybe it's never covered before, but DM is prevalent in German Shepherds and Corgis. If you're looking to buy a pup, uh, you should ask that they do a DM test, the saliva test on both the ma- the mom and the pup, because it really was a difficult time. And I'd rather, you know, when you're getting, a, especially German Shepherd, hip, bad hips are an issue too. And so you want to make sure that the both the parents have good hips, especially if you're going to breed the dogs. They have good hips and they don't have the DM or not a carrier of the DM. Well, you know, I think about Teddy and we see situations frequently. We think, oh, how sad. Yes, it's sad, but Teddy had quite a life Mm -hmm. and he touched a lot of people. He had a lot of value, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. uh, We loved him dearly and and, uh, he was doing all the classes and agility, Mm -hmm. all those things as well. But it was like he was kind of kind of a perfect dog. And maybe that's maybe that's due in part to how you raise them. And how you communicate with them, but that's why German Shepherds to me are special because you they you communicate very well with them. They they kind of always want to make sure they know where you're at. I did a show and tell with Teddy when my son was young, and some of the kids this was like fifth grade, and some of the kids were were frozen stiff. And I'm like, no, 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 it's it's how you raise your dog because some were trained, some were thought big dogs are mean dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's how you train your dog. Eventually, in the in the little show and tell, all of a sudden, I had all of the fifth graders hugging on Teddy, and then uh, a little kid came in late, and he froze at the door, and somebody, some little kid in there in the classroom said, "No, no, it's how you raise the dog." That's right. So I was environment. Able to, I was know. able to get get that message across to them. Yeah, and you talked to me a little bit uh, before the show about the scripture where Jesus says, "When a son asks for bread, would a father give him a stone?" Right. And that makes me think a, a lot about environment, too, because people are not all the same, and they don't have the same experience. Your dog loves you no matter what, which is a, a good reflection mm-hmm. of God. No matter how you treat the dog, when you come back to them, they, they still have that unconditional love. That's so very true. Well, Jay Pennington, how fast time goes when we talk about our dogs. Um, before we leave, I'd like to talk a little bit about the nonprofits you're involved in. I'm involved in two nonprofits. One is a board member, and the other one I started myself. As a board member, I work with Triple H Equitherapy, which is outside of Bernie. And Equitherapy is where a horse is used for therapy for children with cerebral palsy, for veterans with PTSD, and uh, they're at triplehh.org is their website. Mm-hmm. Now, my own is a uh, nonprofit I've run for about 18 years. I'm a software guy, database guy. I realized at the San Antonio Pound, they were having like 600 pets on the average every day. People can, couldn't find their pets over there. In the beginning, they were putting them down every two days. Oh, wow. So I built a database website, and I got a feed every hour from them of what pets were there at that moment. 
so people could more easily find their pet and over there take the piece of paper or get their pet back before they were either put down or transferred somewhere else. Oh, what a blessing that and, must have and, been to and, so many. And the website is sapets.com is for uh-huh. that because they still have 600 pets on the average. Oh, wow. Uh, to find your one pet and 600 pets. Those are so great. And say the, both of those websites again, please. Okay. For the equitherapy, that's triple-h.org. And for mine, my organization is Pet Search and Rescue Incorporated.org. But the San Antonio, if you're missing your pet, it's sapets.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you again for being with us today, Jay. It's been so fun to get to know you a little bit more. Likewise. And we'll look forward to seeing you in March coming up here in just a few days on TV. Yes, look for for Miranda Lambert and all that. Yeah, that sounds Mm -hmm. great. Well, before we close today, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today we heard about two dogs, one sick and one standoffish, lacking trust. Their owner did not give up on them. I wonder if my thoughts and lack of trust are a barrier to being the best I can be. My thought to ponder today is what thoughts and trust issues do I need to bring to God for a solution? He won't give up on me. Let me know what you think after pondering. Here's a bonus thought to ponder. How is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on Him the same way. If you want to know more about relying on God, please consider going to church this week. And if you don't have one, I invite you to come with me. Contact us at stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site, Follow our posts at hashtag GodInOurDogs or find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook at GodInOurDogs.com. This is Meg Greer. Please join me again for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodInOurDogs.com I'm Dr. Sarah Stewart, the owner of Cibolo Family Medicine. I started this practice in order to provide personalized care and treat patients like family. Enjoy same-day visits, no waiting, and personalized care. We have locations in Bernie and San Antonio. Join with a personal family or business plan. Visit CibeloFM.com to learn more and give us a call at 830-428-2500. We look forward to caring for you at Cibolo Family Medicine, CibeloFM.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. The Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4. This is Bernie Radio.